This is an AMI podcast. It's only with the heart that one can see rightly. What's essential is invisible to the eye. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Review, another episode of this podcast where we chat all things audiobooks. And by we, I mean myself, Ramia Amadin, and Nisreen Abdel-Majid. So this quote that you heard was by Antoine de saint Explorer, and it's from The Little Prince. Now, this is not a book that I've read, and I already totally confessed to you all that um, I didn't read many children's books as I grew up here, but with a lot of Sri Lankan kid influence. So it's back to school month in August, sort of, kind of, you know, and into September. So we're featuring quotes from children's books. And I am loving these quotes as I pick them. I'm putting these books down as uh, potential bedtime stories for me to familiarize myself with. And maybe some of them aren't bedtime stories. And we're not assuming that all kids' books are light and fluffy. I think there's a lot of learning curves as well. But uh, this is the one from The Little Prince. Now let's talk about the featured titles on the CELA homepage. This is the Center for Equitable Library Access. You can uh, go to celalibrary.ca for these titles and for their entire catalog of accessible books. You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty by Akwiki Amizi. Contemporary Romance. The second book is River of the Gods by Candace Millard. And this is for the adventurers and explorers out there. And the third and final featured title for this time around is All the Things We Don't Talk About by Amy Feltman. We haven't even done a pause or play on this one. Hint, hint. So we're going to talk about that maybe a little later in the show. But for now, Nizreen, you have What's Trending? Remya, do you have a book and in your house a bookend like um you know like to hold bookmark? your books together oh no the thing that will hold your books up in your bookshelf no okay i don't maybe have a bookshelf i don't have books i know you don't either i yeah. know but some people have it as just the aesthetic oh, just a even cute if you aesthetic just thing exactly well you teach me something new every week Nisreen. i i caught you <laughs> i'll i'll send you <laughs> pictures of these things okay but maybe you'll reconsider because uh, what do you think of a bookend that also serves as a Bluetooth speaker capable of reading out audiobooks? Oh, a yes. bookend that lets you listen to audiobooks. So Jonas Dienert designed it as part of the Render Weekly Instagram competition. This little creation is part bookend and part Bluetooth speaker. It sits on your bookshelf holding your books in place, but also gives you the ability to listen to music podcasts and even audiobooks what do you think of this i love it it's like um you know these tiktok videos like top 17 things you need to get from amazon this is one of these gadgets yeah. i love it's, it it's one of these gadgets that you know tiktok made me buy it kind of thing i like it yeah 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 yes i think it's pretty and neat. i like the um i mean i know like in essence it's a bluetooth speaker mm-hmm. right that's in the bookend but it does bring in the conversation of accessibility because we're talking audiobooks, because we're saying, hey, you can listen to this book in alternate format. And yo, if you have WhisperSync already, which is where you can uh, read books off your Amazon Kindle, and then it seamlessly, I'm plugging this, it seamlessly brings you into the 
audiobook version on Audible and uh, syncs you up where you left off, then you can actually do that with the device. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's pretty cool. Nice. Now, would you actually purchase this? I would, honestly. Um, like okay. you, I don't have uh, books in my room, even though I wanted to get books as uh, just, you know, like some, even if they're fake books, just for the just aesthetic. For- <laughs> okay. This is the type of person I, I am. Say that. This is- I wish you hadn't have said that. <laughs> Promoting fake books. On I know. But because I listen to audiobooks, hello, promoting audiobooks yeah, rather than that's true, physical right. books. You know? Yeah, okay. No, well, I'm playing it safe, safe here. Playing it safe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I would purchase it. I think it's a nice purchase. Yeah. No, it's definitely a cool and cute gift. And um, I like that it's trending too. I like that it's out there and that people are talking about it because that means more audiobooks in the scenes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Welcome back. This is AMI Audiobook Review, the weekly podcast where we chat all things audiobooks and we'd love to hear from you. So give us your comments and your recommendations, please, at 1-866-509-4545. You can also give us your written feedback, feedback at ami.ca. I'm your host of the show, Ramia Amudin, and we're back with another pause or play. That's exciting, by the way, because we took a couple weeks off pause or play, but we're back and we checked out these titles from the uh, SELA homepage, the Center for Equitable Library Access. And one of these titles this month is All the Things We Don't Talk About by Amy Feltman. This is a family stories uh, category for those of you who want to check it out. Let's go through the synopsis before we go around the table. A big-hearted, lively, and expansive portrait of a family that follows a neurodivergent father, his non-binary teenager, and the sudden catastrophic reappearance of the woman who abandoned them. Morgan Flowers just wants to hide. Raised by their neurodivergent father, Morgan has grown up haunted by the absence of their mysterious mother, Zoe, especially now as they navigate their gender identity and the turmoil of first love. Their father, Julian, has raised Morgan with care, but he can't quite fill the gap left by the dazzling and destructive Zoe, who fled to Europe on Morgan's first birthday. And when Zoe is dumped by her girlfriend, Bridget, she suddenly comes crashing back and into Morgan's and Julian's lives, poised to disrupt the peace they have so carefully cultivated a story of betrayal and trauma alongside queer love and resilience all the things we don't talk about is a celebration of and a record and a reckoning with the power and an unintentional pain of a thoroughly modern family okay let's go around the table nisreen starting with you pause or play on this title Honestly, it didn't catch my attention much. I mean, there was a lot of information going on here. Uh, so I would say pause. So maybe a bit too much of plot description. Yeah. And, and character introduction. All right. Uh, I agree. I kind of got confused at one point um, which character was who again and whose names, but I did read it a couple times, so you guys didn't get the familiarity I did. Moving over to Melanie. Mel, would you press pause or play on this title? 
hundred percent play. Okay. Um, so the reason I, I agree with what, what you've both have said, the reason I would say play is because the intersections aren't spoken about. Um, mm-hmm. And as an indigenous uh, person, that's a social worker that's blind. I hundred percent know that these conversations have to happen. So it kind of, uh, it, it kind of starts those conversations more and more. And I've heard about this book a little bit. So um, yeah, no, hundred percent. I would, I would play it. Yeah, I'm on. I'm leaning towards play as well, Melanie, because uh, as you said, the intersections and the identity conversations, especially for the teenager um, who wants to run and hide, who you know their identity is shaped by being raised by neurodivergent father, but also the absence of the mother. Uh, and there's a lot of things that I think come into play there. And I think that there's a lot of background yet to discover. So as Nisreen said, there's a lot of stuff being put on the table, but there's still a lot more um you know question mark of why and how and and even this love that we never really talk about necessarily but uh that's supposed to play a role in this the heartbreak of teenage love so this is all the things we don't talk about by amy feltman it's a you can find it on the sila homepage c-e-l-a library.ca and thank you both for your opinions by the way this is always really nice um We're going around the table and we're checking in with an avid audiobook listener, opening up this space to review, discuss, recommend, browse, conceptualize, and reminisce on audiobooks. And the voice we heard was that of Melanie Marsden. We're welcoming you to AMI Audiobook Review. Uh, Thank you for coming on the show. I'm really excited to talk to audiobooks with you. Well, thank you for the invite. Happy to be here. You're in the midst of completing... Uh, your master's in social work in the Indigenous field of study, as you mentioned. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I'm I'm just really fascinated by uh, this choice of study. Sure. So um, I am Indigenous, so that means I'm Mohawk and Ojibwe, and I wasn't raised with my traditions. So really for me, the master's about going back to my uh, roots, if you will, and my mm-hmm. heritage and culture, along with I am already a certified social worker with my bachelor social work from Carleton University. So it really marries my two parts of myself, if you will, my my personal and my career. Um, and it gives me an opportunity to then give back to my communities, uh, whether it be with the disability, a community, for folks that are Indigenous or wherever that takes me, but it gives me an opportunity to do that with um, being taught from elders, knowledge keepers, and professors that have the language and the culture that I wasn't raised with. That's amazing. Um, I really appreciate you sharing that with us because I think it's going to tie back into the rest of our conversation today as well. So con- yes. contextualizing some of this background is amazing. So yes. for book reading, um, yes. is audiobooks or are audiobooks your preferred method of reading for pleasure, for educational pr- purposes, whatever the case may be? Yes, 100%. I, I have listened to the like the synthesized books as well but i really like hearing a human voice and how about braille yeah. are you a braille user? i love well i love braille i'm a hundred percent braille user i just um live in a condo and so one book is like 
you know, 20 volumes, <laughs> where are you going to put it? <laughs> so, yeah. That's such a good point. I never super considered that, you know, because I think of Braille displays, but um, if you prefer having the the tactile, the paper, the print, where you can yeah. flip through pages, that is definitely storage problems. <laughs> and I find also with the Braille display, I'm still, like I use it, but I'm still not quite as quick with um, moving it from line to line and then... Yeah, I'm, I'm right. still trying to get all that uh, technical stuff happening. Okay, so in essence, like you can relax when you read an audiobook. Yep, pick up my mm -hmm. phone and away I go. Okay, yes. And how about your go-to genre or kind of book? Do you have a preference? Um, I like I like self-help books, uh, being a social worker. Mm -hmm. I also like like light mysteries. Um, you know, the uh, Women's Murder Club with, um, uh, I'm trying to think of a stain, which escapes me. Um, I like that series. Um, I don't like, like, real gore. Um, I can't do that, a lot of that. So, and I'm not really a like, scientific person. Okay. So, uh, but I like self-help family stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then as um, just going back to our pause or play, you kind of, you know, noted the the serious conversations behind uh, just the plot that was mentioned in the synopsis. Right. So that was really interesting right. as well. What you kind of pick yeah. up. Um, and oftentimes it's not the mother. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Oftentimes it's not the mother that get that is talked about in terms of abandoning children and mothers can and and fathers can right so mm -hmm. it's kind of different that it's a mother this time and that conversation is really happening and what happens when that trauma occurs it can't just be just you know pushed under the rug right yeah absolutely so there's a book that you want to focus on uh today kind of a recommendation but also one mm -hmm. that you really really um loved and got into and it's mm -hmm. called embers so can you tell us a little bit about this one Sure. And the uh, the other author I spoke about was uh, James Patterson. I like oh, his books. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Just couldn't think of his <laughs> Yes. Just took me a minute. So, um, you know, Richard, Richard Wagamese himself is uh, an Ojibwe uh, person. And so this, Embers is, is, a, is a one Ojibwe's meditation book. So, I know for folks that may not resonate with them. What I really liked about it and why I read it a couple of times is because it almost um, brought together the teachings that I've been taught through university the last year, along with the conversations I've had with elders and the learning that I'm doing myself, going to ceremonies. Uh, it brought it all like full circle. Um, so I really like the way uh, Embers uh, is, is, is put together because it also, you know, there's some books that you pick up and uh, you can't, for me, I have to have a dictionary beside me. And so this is written what I would say in pretty clear language. And it asks questions like, 
you know, why is spirituality so important? Why do Indigenous people need to go back to their spirituality to heal? You know, and it really asks those uh, conversations. And and it also can be, like, it doesn't have to be uh, God for some people. Many people with uh, the issues from the church and the abuse that they experience don't, aren't comfortable with that. So the author speaks a lot about creator. Right. So creator Mm -hmm. can be whatever you like, which I really like. Right. And it also talks about how how many of the teachings like when we begin our day with a prayer, for example, to creator, and we give gratitude for the things that we have for the generations that have passed. um, It's it starts to help you have a practice of every day so that you're starting your day with kindness that you're embodying the person you want to be uh, and so that you're beginning to be more enlightened. So it's also thinking with your heart and not your head, right? And that's what, why the book spoke to me so in so many ways. Um, one of the quotes I have is like, love is like a heartbeat to, and to have that heartbeat creates love throughout. So when you're going through difficult times, right? Yeah. Uh, it just it just really spoke to me in terms of the te- seven grandfather teachings of love and humility and respect um, and kindness and and um, being humble. Um, and it spoke about the drums and just really as an indigenous person that's blind and not being raised with my traditions. Um, the more and more and more and more I hear where I need to be, the more comfort it gives me in in um, in my learning. So it's you know it's like practicing a piano song in a way, right? The more right. you do it, the more it'll be in your memory. And this learning, Melanie. Um as we heard from you is quite important because you said that you didn't grow up with your teachings, with the teachings of the indigenous um, uh, roots of yours. And so when you talk about how these um, teachings and even the language and the verbiage and the, the approach to uh, all of these learnings, when you talk about how it's all laid out, um, do you believe that it helps you kind of feel more like you're sinking in with your roots and and digging in deeper uh, to parts of yourself? 100%. It's um, one of the quotes in the book speaks about the work that we do inside helps you to be a better outside person. So it's, it's not about, you know, sometimes we're blaming and shaming people, you know, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to live like that. That you know, it's kind of like the healing needs to begin with myself, from within, to be a better person spiritually, right? Mm-hmm. In all ways. So I can't, I can't be uh, like a social worker and say I'm authentic, and then be something totally different. That wouldn't be. That wouldn't be right. Right. And how about um, what you said about creator? So this is really interesting to me because the, the mm-hmm. self-development and the, the self-love and just the, the practices that are being um, encouraged and taught in this book seem amazing for you know anybody to check out, right? Um, yes. And then when you think about something 
more specific like religion or uh, you know creation um, and and things where people feel like they could be more divided where there could be more opinions like you come in with your own biases before reading I'm curious about um, and, and you mentioned the the author does a really great job of portraying this uh, the portraying creation in a very loving way um, but do you do you feel like you can kind of step outside your uh, belief system to engage with that conversation or does it yes. work together? I think it, I think it works together. So because, um, how do I explain this? So yeah, it's a complicated creator, creator for indigenous people is all around me, right? Creator is, the earth it's it's the it's the seasons it's the listening to the birds chirping it's riding a tandem bike and feeling the breeze in your face Mm -hmm. right there's that piece of creator then there's the higher power creator that you're not alone you know um it's like we are all one in in indigenous ways of knowing that i've been taught spiritually we're all one we're all connected we're all like we're all, um, yeah, we're, we're all one. So for, for example, like, um, if I'm having an issue in a conflict, uh, for example, um, I can take my four medicines and I can smudge and I can just say, you know, I'm having a real problem with this. I just want to have an open heart and open mind. And I can smudge with the four sacred medicines and that conversation is with the medicines that are sacred, but it's also with creator. And it also gives my mind a moment to stop and respond in the moment. That's right? incredible. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a bit of a practice and, and everybody's on whatever journey they're on. Right. Yeah. You know, it's really um, interesting to talk about this, but also feels very, very warm, uh, very welcoming, um, because mm-hmm. you know, in, in throughout the the summer and earlier this year, I was engaged with the Illuminato Festival in Toronto, and there was so much Indigenous presence, um, and that kind of seeped through the entire vibe of the festival, right? Like how um, people were present and how people were opening arms and welcoming welcoming you to get to know yourself but as well you know really tie yourself into the rest of the world other people around you nature and and art and uh you know just love there was a lot of love and obviously you know Melanie that we've been struggling here in Canada uh to to have these discussions to have these conversations but I've been hearing so much more about leaning into love and leaning into hope. And I feel like this book would be a really great way for people to um, engage with that conversation from this, you know, more optimistic presence. Right. And I think it also helps in terms of there are going to be differences. Um, And the differences are, are what make us. Um, And I think that that we don't it doesn't mean that we can't hear those differences it's it's that we be authentic with ourselves and we create the best that we can be 
as a human being, as I can be as a human being, so that people will then come to me with yeah. with issues, or they'll come to me with, hey, what do you think about this or that, or or do we do land acknowledgements, or do we do statements, and we start to have those conversations where there's not fear to, like, I don't want to say the wrong or right thing. Um, it's it's about like a different kind of enlightenment for me. I think yeah. I would I would have to say, but very uh, important to have uh, if we're going to make you know truth and reconciliation work. For example, yeah, and progress really. Like at the end of the day, if we're going to make progress on our our dynamics and relationships with one another melanie this has been amazing thank you so much for joining us um and i really hope to get you back on the show and to talk more uh audiobooks more recommendations but really like your insights on why this book is so important is uh really appreciated you're welcome happy to be thank here thank you uh, we were speaking with Melanie Marsden, and the book we're referring to is Embers by Richard Wagamese. That's W-A-G-A-M-E-S-E. And um, she was our guest on today's audiobook talk. That's it for the show, and we're going to take the week off. Be back next time with more audiobook chat. But until then, you have a great week of audiobook listening. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.